Hello, welcome to the Above the Clouds podcast. I am your host, Gaynor Turner, and in this and my future episodes, I will be talking through all things expat and living in the fabulous Emirate of Dubai to starting my own online fashion business and manifesting, plus being a mother to my two children and setting financial as well as life goals to achieve absolutely anything. So good morning, everybody. Happy, happy Friday. I hope you're all feeling good. Um, I love a weekend, don't you? I I just, it's just so nice not to set the alarm and, um, well, just, just sort of have the day stretched out ahead of you without having to rush around. Um, I say I don't set the alarm, but normally I wake up at 20 past five um, during the week. And then of a weekend, I tend to wake up at six o'clock. So it's not really a, a lying as such. Um, I'm normally woken up by uh, two furry little um, little beasts wanting their breakfast. Um, this is the dogs, not the children. <laughs> um so yes, but no, I do love a weekend. I'm feeling really healthy as well. I'm feeling really good because I've started, well, I told you about me giving up, up chocolate, so that's still going. So I'm feeling really good about that. Um, but I, I didn't tell you I'd, well, I had allowed myself some chocolate over Easter weekend, um, but there was no Cadbury's caramel to be found anywhere in any of the supermarkets I went into. Um so then I got straight back on the not eating chocolate um, on the Monday after Easter. Um, and then I went into the supermarket this week and found that they had a, like a box full of Cadbury's caramels. Oh, and I could have cried because I'm not eating it now, now that it's available. And I did feel like a bit of an addict just standing in the chocolate aisle, sort of stroking, stroking these bars of chocolate. <laughs> Um, but I managed to to escape without without actually buying any. So um, and then I got straight straight back on my um, not thinking about it and just uh, you know trying to be really healthy. Um, I've eaten a lot of salads as well this week, um, and I've just made myself an omelet because when we went to Abu Dhabi, um, I kept having omelets and watching these incredible chefs make these omelets so skillfully. Um, I decided to make one myself and it's not normally something I ever make at home um but it was really really nice um so yeah I'm I'm sort of making re- really good choices with my food um I've started doing this workout as well so if ever I don't have time um you know to to go to the gym um I just do this YouTube workout which I started doing all these during lockdown and just carried on with it really but I love anything dance so I think any any sort of dance workout is so fantastic for you and will literally work all of your muscles and you really start to see tone quite quickly developing um but yeah this one is by um a girl called Gina B um and I'm doing the move into 2023 motivational workout um because I love anything cheesy like that and then she says all these inspirational things whilst you're working out um but yeah, it's, it's really good. So that's that's like a good half an hour's dancing that you do. Um, so yeah, but I, I do that sort of um, in the week as well now. So yeah, I just feel, um, feel full of energy really, which is very nice. Um, and then I think when you start to see results, you, it sort of encourages you to, to just keep going then. So uh, so yes, I'm, I'm forgetting about the Cabris Caramel. It won't serve me in any way. So um, So yes. But in today's episode, it's kind of an off-the-cuff episode. Um, The idea came to me, um, I don't know, I was just thinking, I I suppose since I've been doing these podcasts, I have been sort of dipping into memories from quite a long time ago. Um, 
and talking through them. So I was thinking about my teenage years um, and I was a very strong-minded teenager. Um, and I think as soon as I hit 13, um, I went from being this very sweet, um, you know, sort of very um, quiet girl um, to suddenly discovering that, you know, um, I had all these opinions on everything, um, I'm like most teenagers. Um, but I also became a vegetarian when I was 13 um, and tried to convince everybody that I knew to be a vegetarian. My mom as well, bless her, she actually became a vegetarian with me. Um, it only lasted a couple of weeks, but thinking back on that, you know, that, that's incredible how she was supporting me. Um, you know, and I'd go around my grandparents and they'd say, well, you know, you, you can eat beef though, can't you? <laughs> I'd say, well, no, that's, that's meat. I can't. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I stuck with it. Um, so I'm still a vegetarian now, but, but now I was thinking about the, my teenage years in particular, because that was when there was a real change in who I was as a person. Um, and I started thinking about all the things that happened to me as a teenager that got me thinking, have I actually been manifesting for years and years without even um, realizing that I was doing it? Um, because some incredible things happened um, as a teenager. Um, so I just wanted to talk, talk you through them and, and sort of see what, what you think about it and think, hmm, you know, is, is it possible? Um, you know, depending on your outlook um, and the way your, your mindset is and your determination, um, you know, ha have I been doing it for years and years um, and just not sort of stopping and acknowledging that, that um, I've sort of made these things happen? So I was just interested, really, just to, to talk you through it and, um, you know, to just go through these uh, these memories and, um, you know, to, just sort of get, get, get your input on it um, or, or get your thoughts on it, really. So... So it was all basically down to music and pop stars. Um, and like many teenagers, you know, you've got bands that you follow, um, you know, people that you'd love to meet. Um, but I always felt more deeply than that about it. I had a real determination in me that I was going to meet these people, not in like a stalkery kind of way, Um but, you know, if, if I had a, an idol at the time, I really wanted to put myself in um, in the in the situation, in the position where it would be possible. Um, so the the first band that that we sort of came across, um, me and my friend uh, used to go into Birmingham most weekends, you know, just just uh, go for something to eat and go shopping and everything Um but there's a lovely part part of Birmingham um, where the museums are and and where the central library is. Um, that's also the I think it's this is it the Civic Hall. Um, it's like a town hall there basically. Um, and me and my friend were, were just sort of hanging around there one Saturday, um, and this really famous band at the time just walked out of the. Of, out of the side entrance to the the civic hall um a band called brother beyond i don't know if um you know if, if anyone remembers them but um they were really big at the time they weren't somebody that i was particularly um crazy about um but i did like that like their music um and me and my friend were, were just sitting and 
you know, we just noticed them walk out um, and they just looked like pop stars, you know, they, they were dressed a particular way. Um, but they actually came over to me and my friend um, and asked us if we wanted to go to the concert on the night. I mean, this is the kind of thing that a teenage girl dreams of, <laughs> um, you know, that, that that a pop star comes up to you, you know, you don't even have to go up to them, that they approach you. Um and yeah, invited us to the concert on the night um, and gave us tickets and um, were having a chat with us and everything. And, and we were just, you know, sort of chatting away because it wasn't sort of our number one um, idol. We were able to, to comfortably have a chat with them, I remember. Um, and we were, we were talking to them. Um, and then the, the lead singer, uh, Nathan, I think his name was, came out um, and he was talking to us. It surprised me, just thinking back on it, he was really little and I remember sort of watching him on his videos and everything and he looked really, really tall. Um, but yes, he was really short, so it was really funny, isn't it, when you actually meet somebody famous, they're never quite how, how they, they come across. Um, but yeah, we were really chatting to them and then on the night we went to the concert um, and I just took loads of photos because we were on the front row and um, they kept coming over to us and waving and like shaking our hands and everything, um, you know, and, and what an incredible experience. Um, so that happened. And then um, a while after that, we got into a band called The Wonder Stuff, who were also from the West Midlands. Um and they were very tongue in cheek, you know, that their music in, in a lot of ways was quite comical, some of their songs were. Um, but a real indie band. Um, and we absolutely loved them. Um, you know, really, really we, we were just listening to them all the time. Um and then we heard on the radio that they were actually going to be um filming their next video in Birmingham City Centre. Um I talk about Birmingham a lot, don't I? I, I don't know whether I'm homesick at the moment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that they, they were going to be doing their video and they were inviting any fans who wanted to be in the video to come along. Um, and I so say at the time there was no internet at the time. So you relied on, you know, an announcement on the radio, which makes me sound about 150, <laughs> um, or something to be in the newspaper or a magazine or something. I don't know how we ever got by, um, but so we'd heard heard this announcement and then I think it was that weekend so we went into Birmingham um and we went there and and, and there was a crowd you know um there um but we actually spent the day there with them filming and refilming this video um because they wanted a crowd scene um but there weren't thousands of people there. there there was only probably a couple of hundred um and we were probably two or three rows back um but it was just very comfortable and, and the band were joking with people and uh, talking to people in between takes. Um, and that was it, you know, and they were playing their, their songs. So, um, so yeah, we, we were there for the whole day. Um, and then afterwards, they, they, they met everyone. Um, so we actually got to meet them. Um, and they were really, really lovely. So down to earth. Um, we got to meet each of the band members. Um, and the lead singer actually signed, everyone else was having their t-shirts signed. 
or their arm or something. Um, but I'd got these boots on um, and I wanted wanted the lead singer, Miles, to, to sign my boot. Um, so he did, you know, and um, it was just brilliant. And it was so lovely because I think the more time you spend with somebody that's famous, that's your idol, um, the more you relax around them. So we, we did get to have a real chat with them and, and a real laugh. Um, and I say they really, really spent spent a lot of time with us, which was lovely. Um, so yeah, so, so that, that was another, an, another occasion of us, you know, meeting somebody very, very famous. And in that particular case, it was a real, real idol of ours, our number one band that we absolutely loved. Um, you know, and, and it was just incredible. Um, and then after that, because as you do through your teenage years, you sort of go on to, to from one band to the other every so many years. Um, and you're going to concerts and things all the time. Um, so then we moved on to a band called EMF, um, who was sort of, they, they were an indie band as well. And they dressed like skateboarders. Um, and they're still going now, actually. Um, I follow them on, on Instagram. Um, and again, we absolutely loved them. We're just obsessed with them. Um, and I remember my friend and I, we'd actually got tickets to go and see the Smash Hits, poll, was it the Smash Hits Poll Winners Party, um, which was like an award um, thing in London. Um, and we got tickets and um, we went on the train. Um, and on that day, it started really snowing heavily and it started snowing heavier and heavier and heavier um so in the end we were actually snowed into the train which is unbelievable isn't it you know that and not only that that the train would sit there that long and just allow it to happen and not move but um you know for for whatever reason the train couldn't move early on um and just stayed there and this snow was getting so thick um that that basically the train couldn't move so we we ended up sitting on the train for i think it was over 5 hours um and obviously we were so so crushed that that we couldn't go to to this concert um you know the, this award ceremony felt so disappointed because we've been looking forward to it for so long um you know, and couldn't believe that what had happened. Plus, neither of us had ever been to London before, um, but our parents had agreed reluctantly to, to let us go. Um, and then that happened, you know, so um, then after that, we had to to try and make our way home. Um, and on that particular weekend, um, everybody was stranded everywhere. So I know my older sister had taken my younger sister into Birmingham, in the morning, uh, shopping, and um, they'd had to walk home from Birmingham, and it was probably, I don't know, like an eight or nine mile walk, but in incredibly thick snow, um, so she'd had to make her way home from there, but everybody was stranded everywhere, so there was no transport, um, so my friend and I had to walk home um, from the train station, and I think that probably took us I don't know, because of the thick snow, I remember it actually coming up to our thighs. Um, that probably took us three hours to, to walk home. Um, and I remember we just weren't equipped to to sort of handle that temperature. You know, we were both in our sort of, um, you know, concert gear um, and, and just just jeans and stuff. But, um, but yeah, eventually we got home. Um, and yeah, I just remember it being so cold. We weren't even speaking to each other. We were just trying to trying to get back. 
Um, but yeah, what, what a disappointment that we weren't able to get there. Um, but then a few weeks later, they were actually coming to Birmingham, um, you know, doing a, a, a sort of uh, a tour um, around the UK. Um, and they came to Birmingham. So, of course, we, we got tickets. Um, and it was actually to, to um, I suppose it was a club. Um, and we weren't, we weren't um, 18 at the time. So we had to... Um, I don't know whether we had fake IDs or something, but we had the the barrier of thinking, first of all, we, we've got to get in the place, um, you know, and then we'll be able to see them. So um, so we sort of walked into the club trying to look really, really confident. Um, and luckily we got in um, and watched the concert. Um, and then afterwards we were just waiting around outside. And again, I think it's it's very much, if you put yourself in the position um, to sort of increase the odds of what you want to happen, um, happening, you know, if you if you're if if you do the lottery, for example, you know, if you buy a ticket and and all that kind of thing, you you the chances are you're in with a chance basically. Um, so I think if you do things like first of all put yourself in the position where, um, in this case, our favourite band were, um, you know, that the likelihood that you might actually get to meet them is going to be increased, isn't it? Um, like with the, the mindset with the Coldplay, you know, <laughs> um, you know, sort of, sort of getting near to them, go to where they are, and then you ju- you just sort of um, helping yourself out then. Um, but we didn't think anything was going to happen. We were just sort of hanging around outside, um, chatting away, and and some of our other friends were there as well. So so we were talking to them. Um, and then all of a sudden, the doors opened at the front of the venue, and the band walked out. It was just, <laughs> and they did look like they looked on TV, you know, they were really tall, um, just our idols, basically. Um, so, and we were absolutely mad on them at the time. Um, and they came out and just started speaking to us. And I think that there's sort of a moment when you're you're in these times where you're just sort of pinching yourself and just saying, you know, is this, is this actually happening? Um, you know, and you're sort of talking to yourself in your mind thinking, you know, you, you just can't believe what's happening. Um, but they were there and, and they, they were chatting away to us. And again, they spent loads of time with us, you know, which is so lovely. Um, because a lot of bands, you know, they're sort of ushered away. Um, and again, there was only a handful of people waiting outside. There was probably, I don't know, six or seven people. Um, so we we just got really lucky once again um but yeah it just sort of got me thinking you know have i been manifesting all this time um by thinking in the way of somebody that practices the law of attraction even before i knew about it um so sort of believing in it really being you know so determined to do these things that i knew that nothing was going to get in my way of of going to see my favorite band or um you know, sort of going somewhere where I wanted to go. Um, you know, once I'd got my mind set on something, you know, um, that there was nothing that, that was going to going to persuade me otherwise. So I think having that determination and that vision, you know, I, I, I was sort of visualising, um, you know, what, what was going to happen. 
because that's a big part of the law of attraction as well is um, they say if you really visualize um, what it is that you want to manifest it's something that I'm practicing at the moment because um, that's an area I struggle with a little bit Um, just sort of switching off your mind and you have to basically walk through exactly what it's going to be like so um, for me I've got my dream home on my list so um I've been to see the dream home. I went to the Cotswolds at Christmas, um, but also sort of sitting there when you have a quiet minute and visualizing it, literally visualize pulling up in the drive, um, you know, look at your, look down at your hand with the keys in your hand, open the door, uh, walk into the house, um, you know, smell the flowers that you've got in a vase there. You can feel the warmth of the radiator. Um, maybe there's some music playing. Maybe there's somebody else in the house already, um, you know, and really visualizing it. Um, and I actually did it at the weekend when we were in Abu Dhabi. Um, I was really, really trying to practice getting better at visualizing. Um, because apparently what it does is it reprograms your um your brain. Um, and then what happens is by your brain being reprogrammed and really tuning into this thing that you want to achieve, apparently your brain then picks up on anything around you, um, anything that's in your circumstances, any information that you might get through in an email or something that you see on TV or something that somebody says, your brain will pick up on that and tune that into the fact that now that that's in line with trying to achieve that goal so it will sort of filter out information that is relevant to you achieving that goal um is it's the oh what's it called you something activating system but um have a read about it um but that's sort of the science part of of the law of attraction is that by visualizing something and telling yourself that that these things are going to happen and working towards it, um, you are actually reprogramming that your brain. Um, and I say then information will come to you that will help you to then achieve that goal. Um, so, for example, me saying that that I wanted to see a pink car a few weeks ago, um, and then I saw three within an hour. Um, if I hadn't have said that, I probably wouldn't have even noticed pink car, you know, the pink cars um, overtaking me. My brain would, would have filtered that out because it wasn't important. And there's so much that your brain has to take in during a day, thousands and thousands and thousands of bits of information. Um, it wouldn't have picked up on that. But because I'd specifically said that I wanted to see it, um, those cars would have been there anyway, but I wouldn't have noticed them. Um, so yeah, it, it just makes you, makes you sort of think, you know, by me thinking in such a determined way, plus putting myself in the position that I was actually there, increasing the likelihood of it happening, you know, that these things happened. And I say, I was only a teenager and what incredible things to happen in your teenage years, um, which then gave me a real determination sort of, um, to go traveling when I was older and to do other things because, um, I'd got that sort of belief in me that that I could I could do what I wanted to do um, and I could make things happen if I really wanted to. So um, I say, although I wasn't practicing um, the law of attraction that I was aware of, um, I think I was. I, I think I was starting to to um, to behave in that way, which really uh, re- really gave me amazing results. So um, yeah, I just thought I'd do another episode because. My manifesting um, episodes seem to really be going down well, and um, 
you know, obviously there, there's a, a lot more to, to the way I live other than manifesting, you know. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, just came to me. So I thought you might find, uh, might find it interesting and maybe dig back on, on your childhood and sort of see, um, if anything happened to you that, um, maybe you couldn't explain or, uh, or, or that you'd been determined to make happen. Um, but yeah, it's quite fun sort of going back and, uh, and, and thinking about those days and, uh, how it felt, you know, the excitement, um, and then just sort of those things happened. And then me and my friends just getting the bus on the way home after the most incredible thing had just happened and going back to your bedroom and just sitting there and thinking, and I had posters on my wall as well. So looking at the posters of the people that I just met, <laughs> you know, wow, what, what an experience. So I'm very, very grateful that those things happened. Um, but yes, yeah, so I hope you've got something out of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I say if, if you've got any feedback for me on whether you think that was manifesting, um, my Instagram is again at above the clouds. Um, and if you could follow, rate and review my podcast and my episodes, if you have time, I'd be extremely grateful. Um, as I always say, it helps to push my podcast up so that other people can find me. Um, but yes, in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.